Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pulitzer Prize for lyrics this year goes to Mr. There may be a toad on your bass guitar, or your sister could turn into a bat. No, I'm telling you, Tony Award winner, Don, Don Black. Black, Sunset Boulevard, music, Tony Award winner, Charles Strauss. Wait a minute. April 1st can be fun. New Year's Eve, I'm doing Tim Curry, is a bore. But on Halloween, your flesh begins to crawl. Oh, I'm losing control. Anything can happen on Halloween. Wait, Rob, wait. Your toenails curl wrong and your hair turns green. Your teacher could become a sardine. Your dentist could turn into a queen. Has anybody seen my tambourine? Guys, first of all, my the tambourine is that a queen. part alone. It's when he pulls out the tambourine. It's it's just special. I know every year I bring it up. I don't care. How, how? go <laughs> listen and watch Tim Curry do anything can happen on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy <laughs> Halloween. I've never seen you this excited. You're so I actually happy. pulled up the lyrics just so I could sing it for Did you. Did you really? Um, no, <laughs> you you lie. You no, lie. No, no, no. You, you've been well, off books since day one. I watched it many times. Well, there is truth in that. You liar. I am the gay one, Rob. I am. Uh, oh, hey, gay. folks. Hey, we have a pretty big announcement here. Uh, Mr. Thomas's name has now been immortalized in all of history. Kevin, <laughs> uh, shall I brag about you or would you like to brag about yourself a little bit? No, 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 please. I already went through it in college. Why don't you do it this time? Ladies and gentlemen, um, there's a fabulous new biography out about the great Elaine Stritch, uh, True. which is called, anyone know the title? Stretch. A stretch of uh, time. It's a pop-up book. <laughs> it's actually a scratch and sniff. Um, you scratch it and every, every page just smells like, it's either whiskey or insulin, depending on which page you, you scratch off. Um, and gin. Gin, gin. was her favorite. Gin. 
<laughs> so anyway, um, the biography, though, uh, talks about Miss Stritch's time in A Little Night Music uh, with Mr. Thomas. And uh, Kevin actually got a shout out. And, and I'm going to say she dropped names, but the writer definitely dropped a couple names there. And uh, so apparently it says in the book that Elaine Stritch uh, gave nicknames to the fellow cast members. She true. called uh, Hunter Ryan Herdlicka, who played Henrik, later. Yeah, that was uh, the song he sang, of course. That's the song. Yes. So anytime she wanted, she goes, "Where's later?" Yes. Um, and then uh, it said that Kevin David Thomas was called the gay one. <laughs> I think it's mostly because I provided show tunes for her all the time. I would go to her dressing room, I would sit at her feet, and I would say, "Hey, you want to hear? I had a ball with Karen Morrow." I'm not. I'm not even kidding you. And I would, I would, I would make her mixed. You're CDs a liar. Of show tunes. You're on your knees more <laughs> times than a new postulant. And so I, uh, I would, I would, and so, but uh, evidently, uh, it has been brought to my attention that uh, in the biography, that but the, it, bo- the book then says in parentheses, which Hunter and Kevin found very funny because uh, Hunter is gay and Kevin is actually straight, um, and so married with child. Yes, and now yes, now we have to amend it so it says married with child. But Stritch used to call him the gay one, apparently. But now you said you she you thought she called you something. I mean, she had a different nickname, I think, to your face, right? Well, what was actually, the nickname to I'm, your face? I'm actually looking. So one of the things I you know when, when the show was closing, uh, I you know I, I had a record in, of Goldilocks because we, we actually used to sing Goldilocks backstage. I know it sounds okay. Like so, the nerdiest so thing just, ever. I just want so, you to stop for a second and just think about what one. you just yep. said. Yep. Yep. Now do you understand no, why? And, and that's why she liked me because i would say oh who's been sitting in my chair and she'd be like just me just i and i was like yeah there we go the gay Anyone one the gay one people out there who knows that reference so i had goldilocks lp i'm looking at it on, on my wall it says literally right now rob it says to kevin and then it says in parentheses later's understudy later's understudy i'm not even kidding you elaine stretch 12 you know 30 2010 but that was how she signed it to kevin in parentheses later's understudy so she actually called me later's understudy more than anything because she called hunter later (laughs) yes but you know that night she went back to the cafe carlisle and they were like how was your evening miss stritch signed an autograph for the gay one (laughs) where's my english muffin (laughs) Oh man, exactly. She did. She sent me a, a package of Bay's uh, English muffins because her her, her husband, years, right? Two years in a row, I would get like a big, not even. And it, the thing about Bay's English muffins, they don't preserve. You have to freeze them or use them. You would get a package of like a hundred English muffins. So you're I, like, what am I going to do with all these English muffins? This is a, Compliments re- of stretch. a recap for our listeners. Kevin has quoted verbatim Goldilocks, and then has just given us a dissertation on English muffins. <laughs> so. When you when you read that Elaine called him the gay one, it's not too big of a shocker. You're welcome. You're welcome. welcome. Read the biography. It's a pop up book. Oh man. Oh boy. How are you doing? You you were in rehearsals for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I am in rehearsals for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's it's going well. I've tried to catch up on as much theater as possible, but I'm not in rehearsal. I saw The Inheritance Part One. Um, yes, it's it fabulous, is, folks. Well, it's it, really it fabulous. Special. Yeah, it's a special uh, evening in the theater. Um, it's hysterically funny, brilliantly moving. Uh, go with well t- written, well written. Go mm-hmm. with tissues. Go with tissues because you're going to be a little bit of well, mess. I'm eager to see part two. I mean, it's I have not. I, yeah, I haven't I'm, seen it either. Yeah. I am very excited. I, yeah. Um, yeah, and I saw, also, you know what? So cool. The York Theater. Um, they did musicals in Mufti this weekend. It's a new musical in Mufti. It was Panama Hattie. 
Hello, ha- 1940s called. They want yep. their musical back. Um, no, don't give it back to them. Keep it. Give it to us. Um, so I, you know, what's so funny. So before Cole Porter. Cole Porter. Cole, Cole Porter. So as you know, the York Theater, which is on 54th and Lexington, does their musicals in Mufti series where they do concerts and shows on book in street clothes. Um, and this year was a Cole Porter tribute. So they did 50 Million Frenchmen and then they did uh, the Leroy Reams Cole Porter show. And then they got to uh, <laughs> Panama Hattie with the great Clea Blackhurst standing in yeah. for, for Ethel Merman. Um, yeah. And so before each of the shows, the artistic director, the great Jim Morgan, gets up there and he gives a little speech about what's going on and stuff. Little. And he – it's, it's – it's, you need an intermission afterwards, but I love it. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's funny. Yeah. He's very funny and charming. I don't mind the speech. Um, but anyway, so uh, during the speech, he said, just so everyone knows, Panama Hattie was never recorded. Well – a couple songs were. A couple songs yeah, were. But there was, it, but I there's mean, been I have an no, album of like, but it's not an official cast recording. No, there's not an official cast recording, which is fine. Not to be like, put on my the gay one, you know, glasses again. I mean, like, I'm pushing my glasses on my nose. But there are a couple songs recorded of no, that album. No, yeah. no, 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 of course. But there's no like... Official. There's no yes. like. Here is the score. It like you said, right. it's segmented songs right. and all right. that right. stuff. Right. So it was so nice because then I, that's exciting because you're like, well, what the hell is this then? I. It was really a lot of fun. So if you can get over to the York Theater between now and next Sunday, go check out Panama Hattie um, and Clea is like she, i mean she if you don't know clea blackhurst you should look at her up her big thing was she did an ethel merman show um it, but she doesn't do ethel merman she's got i mean you know what i mean by that like it's not like I she, know. she, she it's can, not she like she's impersonate an impersonator her. she well, just has the same energy you yeah, go ahead she sorry. can channel that no she can channel that energy but she's a cabaret star in her own right oh, she's I mean, fabulous and i've had her in a bunch yeah. of concerts at 54 but it's just so nice to watch her um, embody this real golden age performance quality that you don't really get to see a lot anymore. But my yes. favorite part of the evening was after the show, there was an opening night reception. And uh, Clea, uh, they, well, everyone made speeches and they brought Clea up there. And somebody said, Clea, we have a gift for you. And so somebody handed Clea a gift from the Cole Porter estate and she opened it up and it was a handbag. And everyone said, oh, like that's nice. And then the woman who handed her the bag said, oh, I'm so sorry. I should have told you. This was, was Ethel Merman's handbag. <gasps> and you heard oh. every single queen in there go, oh. Well, like I just did. Yeah. Like, well, no, but wow. the gay one. <laughs> so that's that's amazing. Cry. No, that's that's, that's it's like a superhero name. I love it. So anyway, so Clea got Ethel Merman's <laughs> purse. I want that. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what Ethel Merman kept in her purse is my big question. Like, uh, there's an ale file uh, <laughs> and a pack of chiclets <laughs> and earplugs when I go see Lauren Bacall. Jesus Christ. I am woman. Jesus. Oh, that's a good one. I have earplugs and tissues. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like an old. That's an <laughs> a learner and long low sound that got cut from my fair lady. And, earplugs and tissues. Earplugs and tissues are what I need to get through the day. No, this is from Walking Happy. No, it's fun. I, I you know what? I just listened to an album today of uh, original cast records of Lost Broadway. You know where they, it's like one person playing the piano and like a couple. You know, <laughs> you know, know what you're mean? talking. This, They're Michael yeah, Levine. I, it's Michael Levine playing the piano, yeah, right? This one was Bill Zephyro, but yes. Oh. But um, but this sounds like a song that was on that album. Like you know, it sounds like one of those songs. And cough drops. <laughs> cut from like Baker Street, the pre-Broadway tryout. This you know? <laughs> song was cut from Baker Street. Here to sing it 
is Debbie Shapiro Gravit Nay oh, Gravit Nay no. Shapiro. Too famous. Too famous. Too famous. Too famous. Too famous. <laughs> some people. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> We're gonna stop, stop right now. Um, although I um, love, I love, I love a nice lost oh, Broadway. I I had a great time. It was a wonderful album. It's it's great to hear songs of of the golden age that no one's ever heard of before. That have, all, every single song was like premier recording, never heard of. So you know, I that's have fun. fallen in the manhole of love. <laughs> That was cut from Sewers, the Hal Prince musical that Did you really just make that tried up? out in his office and never went anywhere after that. Uh, the composing team, as you probably remember, is Norman Gold and Patrick Flaherty, um, who were sanitation workers that had a penchant for musical theater. You can read all about this in Peter Felicia's new book. Well done, that's, well done, that's well that's done. That. So make sure to listen to Sewers. Oh, man, you just cracked me up really good. Our next our next track, I Lost My Glasses, <laughs> but I See the Cataracts of My Heart. It's going to be sung by Davis Gaines. <laughs> and is from the out-of-town musical Optometry, I've seen in Show point. Music Magazine. I've seen in uh, <laughs> Volume 7 of Show Music Magazine. This was supposed to be directed by Richard Maltby Jr., and uh, the performance has never been seen <laughs> since. So please enjoy. So enjoy. <laughs> That's all I You're got. Killing me. You are just killing me right now. I'm oh, not we... getting married on Wednesday. <laughs> it's from the acclaimed musical that never was i'm getting married on wednesday CDR which was from a, a cdr from footlight um it was a fever dream of adolf green <laughs> when he had walking pneumonia in 1967 um and never went really beyond that uh some say had adolf not and gotten on the penicillin we would have had a full score and that's, and that's just a loss for us in the American musical theater. Yeah. But thankfully, we have this piano recording of one take only. So enjoy. Here's Jack Jones with I'm Not Getting Married on Wednesday. Enjoy, everybody. I actually have a couple Jack Jones albums in confession. I can't listen to them. I listen to one or two songs and I just think that's you enough. Like Jack I, I, no, I do. It's very, it's very, um, it feels like every single showcase that you go to every year, <laughs> you know, like a lot of belting, a lot of like hitting the notes, a little, a little, t- a little, you know? t- a little t- maybe, maybe like knock, knock who's there. Nobody, but it's, but it's beautiful. It's a, little, a, beautiful t- a little TV trivia for you. Jack yeah. Jones is famous for singing what theme song? Uh, only you would know that, Rob, and no. I have no clue. P- people are yelling at you right now. They know it. They know it. What is it? Come on. I'm not a TV person. What? What is it? No. Sure, Have sure, you never sing. seen the Love Boat? He was like the Love Boat. Love. Of course, it was that was exactly his yeah. era. I mean, Exciting probably, and it's new. It's probably on my album that I have over here. Come aboard. But, uh, have you ever seen Airplane Two? Uh, I, I airplane yeah. and naked gun movies. Okay, so wait, so you know Jack Jones in Airplane Two when Robert Hayes escapes from the asylum and he's yes. running and all of a sudden someone is like in a tuxedo and a spotlight singing and he right. like stops and he's like, "What the hell's going on?" That's Jack Jones. Well, I love that Airplane Two features Jack Jones. Airplane One features Ethel Merman. I mean, what what you know? Bless them. Remember Ethel Merman? Doesn't she have a moment in Airplane? Yeah, it's Sergeant. Is it named Sergeant Bukowski or Zimmerman? He thinks That's he's right. Ethel Merman. That's right. Oh, they swap. It's like a flash. There's a flashback. <laughs> he's been traumatized and thinks he's Ethel Merman. It's actually G, what airplane or Ethel Merman? Yeah, it, well, both actually. Oh, okay. Actually, speaking of favorite things, we we okay. do a show called 
our favorite thing. So we've, I feel like we should. I'm still wiping the tears. You made me laugh so hard just now, Rob. And I no, just, I'm not I'm funny. Yes, you are. No, actually, that was a song cut from a Yip Hopper <laughs> musical. Lawrence and Lee, a favorite song of theirs. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not my love. Not my love. <laughs> Ira Levin actually Which, wrote uh, the, the, uh, the lyrics. Lyrics by it was not Drat Ira the Levin. Cat. It was Drat the Dog. <laughs> Drat the dog. Originally, they, uh, <laughs> originally called Drat the Dog, um, was a <laughs> musical by Ira Levin and by the great Adolf Zucker, um, <laughs> who, as we all know from his Hollywood days, had a brief foray into the American musical theater. Um, and it was a beautiful, beautiful musical. Unfortunately, the theater burned down. Um, mm. While Mr. Zucker was in it, and therefore the show was not able to go on. Uh, you have a favorite thing? Do I have uh, a favorite yeah, thing? I do. My my favorite thing is a Halloween. I know. I know. And I, I think know. you know exactly what it's going to be. No, actually, I don't. Oh, it has to be. Uh, there's a they they released it on Netflix. Stop the press. If anybody wants to brush up on their Paul Lind impersonation, all you have to do is go to Netflix and type in the Paul Lind. Halloween special. Oh my God. Uh, I would I would highly suggest that you either have a alcoholic beverage of some sort or something recreational because, as my mother says, it's just what they did in the seventies. Go they just, prune a tree. They just. They just, <laughs> they right? just yeah. These seventies specials. I mean, everything from Bette Midler to I mean uh, Carol Burnett. I, it, they were just some of them are really wacky, and I don't think any of them thought that we were going to watch them forty years later. But move this it Halloween, in, move it out, move uh, it in, disco I mean, baby. The dynamic between him and Margaret Hamilton alone is something to be written about. It is the weirdest, wackiest, campiest, you know, Halloween special. Uh, I could tell you things to look for. Look for how it opens with them not knowing what it's going to be about. So they go through Halloween. They go through Christmas. They go through Easter. And then they finally says, you know, it, it's Halloween. And then he decides that, oh, I guess we'll do this. And so he sings Kids, but a Halloween – the song Kids, of course, but a Halloween version. And as, Rob, you have talked about over the years with our podcast, in Bye Bye Birdie, every incarnation of it, he yes. gets a little campier as he goes on. You know, the original Broadway production, 1960. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a dad. Some, some, he's some about would this. say as it goes on, he gets gayer. I prefer to say <laughs> as the years go on, he just Kevinizes a song. Yeah, well, yeah, the gay one. The gay. And so, so by, by 1975 or 76, he is just a, a caricature of, of, of himself. And this, this Halloween special is camping and silly and of its era. And it is, it is so weird. Basically he, 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 he wants to. Uh, they, they hide from the kids. He sings a song about the kids. They 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 rewrite the lyrics. By the way, this was written. Uh, the Halloween special was actually co-written by one of our former guests, Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche, yes, uh, yes. And so, but he has three wishes. Uh, he's got um, Witchy Poo, one of uh, 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 the the uh, one of the witches, and then Margaret Hamilton is uh, dressed up in her green Elphaba um, makeup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you fucking asshole! <laughs> and <laughs> who's the, Wait, she was who's an the only? Lady playing Alphaba. <laughs> That's what the kids say. And so he's got three wishes. And so, of course, his first wish is um, to be a trucker with rhinestones and red hair. Uh, so check that out. And he sings a song. And uh, um, he, there's a little person involved. And they make such it's very – It's Billy Barney. Very, 
Yes, very famous Billy Mark. But they make such jokes as like, yes. oh, you have to look over him. And he says, well, I think everybody does. You know, those kinds of fun little jokes of making fun of little people. Uh, but incidentally, uh, Kiss was the musical guest. And this was Kiss's network debut. Never had been on television before until this special. So lucky them. Second wish. Who was more confused when they showed up to set? Was it Paul Lynn or Kiss? Looking like weirdest. They sang three songs. They're hit songs. I mean, throughout the entire thing, it is Rob. It's so weird, and yet I couldn't stop watching it. And it's so wacky and wild. And so I, I must, you know, Donnie and Marie have like. They have featured guests, Rob, but it's literally people out there for like two seconds. Betty White is like this pure angel. Bam. She's gone after two seconds. Donnie and Marie, they get they get billing. But I mean, were they in it? No, no. They yeah, literally just, literally put them in a trash can. Yep. Donnie yep. and Marie. And then they walk off screen. Yep. It, it's just Tim Conway's in it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, right. The great Tim. Conway. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Pinky Tuscadero. Florence Henderson, yeah, and Pinky, of course, yes, of course. From Happy Days, the actress—they wouldn't even call her by her name; they called her by her character nope. name. That's it's right. Like Ro- it's like Roz something, and they're like Roz Pinky Tuscadero <laughs> Goldstein. And you're like, can there's you a moment where he's the chic chic, like C H I C. The the second wish is to be a a chic, like in, in like in Arabia, and so he sings a song to Florence Henderson. <laughs> where the, the fuck is Arabia? What map are you looking like at, Mr. President? Lawrence, like Lawrence of. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like as a country. <laughs> no, you goof. No, I'm I'm speaking 70s speak. This is like old school. He's, I mean, if you, when he's the sheik, it's like, where is he? He's not in any country. I mean, he's no. clearly of like another world. Uh, Florence Henderson sings a disco song of old black magic, which is extreme close up. It is so weird. They orchestrate it so strange. It is so clearly of the 70s. But just watch it everybody but do not watch it after tomorrow because um it's not halloween anymore and it would definitely lose its magical effect so it re- uh, yeah you really only need to see this once a year and you, I, should, be, you should be on a sugar maybe, high watching and maybe it. every other year is, it, it might, might be even better or yeah. maybe i might watch it every month <laughs> i want may, may i point out a couple of other things for people to notice because i think i think you've done a brilliant job of capturing the spirit of the paul in halloween special yeah. Do you notice how it ends? It's a freeze frame of him yes. and okay. You want, do you remember what it is? It's him and Margaret Hamilton yes. kissing on the lips, and it's yes. a freeze frame as if like ABC was trying to be like he's straight. He's straight. He's straight. He's straight. He's, he's, he's kissing Definitely. a woman. He's kissing Definitely. Margaret Hamilton. He's straight. Look at him. There's almost tongue there. There's almost a little bit of tongue. <laughs> so can you imagine? So Paul, we're gonna do a Halloween special with you. What what kind of ideas do you have? I want to be a trucker, <laughs> a rhinestone trucker. Okay, a rhinestone truck. With red with red hair. I want to be oh, oh, red wanna... hair. Really, red hair like a wig, like a like a piece. Yes, yes. I want to look like Donnie Most. <laughs> it's a Happy Days reference for the kids out there. Yes. They love they love a Happy Days reference. No, we lost them long ago. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> and and what about for the kids, Paul? Anything contemporary for the kids? Yeah, I'll do a take off on silent movies. <laughs> Because, you know, the teens that are dropping acid love a Ramon Navarro joke. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> and every, everyone looks like they got on that special because I always feel like they got like DUIs and had to do like community service. And they were like, you can either pick up trash on the side of the road or you can be in the or Paul Lynn Halloween special. Got the special going and on. Florence and Anderson's like, well, 
Nobody Fine. wants to see Carol Guilty. Brady picking up a tab can on the 101. <laughs> so what do, you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want me to sing, Paul? How about that all black magic? Oh, and the headliners are in there for like as little as possible. It was almost like a competition to see how much little screen how little time, time can, can everyone get on this thing. Except poor Tim. Now, I think Tim Conway is a genius. Somehow this show makes Tim Conway not be funny. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, the rhinestone cowboy sequence, it was really strange. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But I lo- but you're the, the, you're right where he doesn't know what holiday is. And it's at the beginning is absolutely. Oh, it, it goes through all of them. And he's all very full forlorn. And then his his maid is with Margaret Hamilton. Margaret Hamilton's he, the maid. He treats her as such. I mean, <laughs> then at one point she goes, it's not Christmas, Mr. Lind. And he goes, go prune a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, first of all. He, he they gave him a monologue. Some of the the, mo, the monologue doesn't have jokes. I don't know what those are. No, it's too serious. But they just keep putting in these weird. laugh tracks, like in the most random places. And but like, like I said, if you want to work on your impersonation of Paul Lynn, I mean, this is this is the special to watch because he's he's in those the golden age. You know, he's still he's he's still a little angry. Still he's still yes, yeah. I am wondering because he actually died pretty young. He died in his fifties. Way too young way too young i'm wondering though if he had like if he had lived longer i'm wondering like what roles in musicals would he have done at some other point down the line like what shows like came out after him that you would be like oh that's a great role for paul lynn gus the theater cat you are you how dare you (laughs) how dare you can you imagine him sitting on a trash can in a cat outfit yes i'm not dressing like a pussy You know exactly that's what he would have said. Can you? But I'm trying to think. Listeners, help us out. You know what I would have wanted to see him in? I think you're going to think I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. City of Angels as Buddy, the producer. Oh, Buddy, yes. That would be a totally different cool take on it. Yeah. No, that would but I think that be, would be good for him. Yeah, Can, I agree. What other Anything else? Grand Hotel? Not not <laughs> not, as, not as Kringleine, but as the Baron. I, yeah. Oh, love the can happen. happen. And when love yeah. comes, and when love comes, <laughs> for Prado. and when love comes, you pay two fifty extra. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, Paul, you can't make jokes in this moment. Oh, I can't please. hit the notes. <laughs> so that's it. all right. That's it. What's your favorite thing? He also, I think, would have been a good dot in Sunday in the Park with George. Just, I'm just throwing that out there. Never now with you, oh, George. <laughs> I could be in the follies. <laughs> yeah, I could be in the file. No, oh, actually, he could have. Actually, maybe he could have played George, finishing the hat. It's a chapeau. That's it. That's all I got. I don't even know if I want to talk about mine because this Poland Halloween special is just so damn good. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. No, you got one. I, I got. Oh, okay, this is the. I'm going to go fast because I want you all to just listen to the Paul, Paul and Halloween special. Um, a few episodes ago, we talked about one of my favorite uh, designers of posters. That's the great James McMullen, um, who does all the Lincoln Center posters. Of course, yes. Um, and there was a fabulous book that came out in the um, mid 90s uh, of all of his work. Or, or it was a, a favorite of, thing. It was a favorite thing. A lot of his work, um, uh, and it's it's the poster, the sketches for the different versions of the posters before they got approved, and how he came up with these key right. images. You know his work. Um, like I said, he's done all of the Lincoln Center shows. Well, thank they're almost yeah. like they look. They look like watercolor. Yeah, they're very they're yes, beautiful, yes. stunning. Yeah. Um, thank God. Um, there another. He wrote a sequel. And the sequel, folks, I want is my favorite thing for this week, and it's just simply called More McMullins. M U M C M U L L A N S. One more time, More McMullins. M C M U L L A N S. The Lincoln Center Theater posters, nineteen ninety eight to twenty twelve, mm. um, and it's just a continuation of his really. Really fantastic work um, and some beautiful images. And there's things like the Helen Hunt Twelfth Night, the original parade, uh, Ten Unknowns, the Dinner at Eight story of how he came up with this image of old money versus new money is so brilliant to me. And I, I think people should buy mm. the book alone just to read that. Um, the uh, South Pacific, remember that wonderful production of South Pacific? I loved that production. Right, full orchestration. Oh yeah, Light in the Piazza. Mm. It's so cool. One of the, we've talked about this before, and we had this with Frank Fravor, um, you know Frank Verlitzo, who or, or better known as Fravor, is a great graphic yes. designer. When we had him on the show very early on in our uh, series, um, the, the post art to me is, is so fascinating because it's the first thing an audience sees before they even buy a ticket for the show. And somehow, you know, there's nothing in rehearsal. Somehow, this person is the first person to look at this script and go, "Okay, I'm going to articulate." what this image is. Oh yeah. It informs the, the audience. Show. What it informs the audience. Basically it's their first impression so, you know, before they even impression. hear the music. And yeah. it's such a, but what I think is so interesting, the posters are designed way before the show even goes into rehearsal. So the person mm. is just reading the author's words and is somehow coming up with a key image for it. I find it so fascinating and I find it to be mm. such a brilliant, beautiful art form. So I'm really happy that there's a sequel to the book. If you guys get the chance, purchase it. I got it on Amazon. More I, McMullins, the Lincoln Center theater posters 1998 to 2012 i love it and i'm trying to think of a, you know an artist who has been associated with the theater company for as long as he has been associated with lincoln center you know it's very special that they have keyed in on this artist for so yeah. long and so much work when you really think about commercial productions and stuff like that you don't i mean yes frank berlizzo i mean he's his favorite work is but, but everywhere he's an independent but artist independent yeah. based on which producer hires him but to have the output of every single season of the Broadway and the Mitzi Newhouse that he does all yes. of the off, you know, they're off Broadway stuff as well. It's, it's consistent work for years and years. I mean, I can't think of another artist that has, I mean, I, I, I think of Hirschfeld doing like, you know, watching a piece and then trying to capture it and then put it in oh, the newspaper. Sure, 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 but sure. that's a much, much different than actually the advertisement of the piece and the poster art. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I, I'm happy, I'm happy that you're celebrating him. Yeah. And Hirschfeld uh, again. at that point is responding to a physical eye. Creation right. and this guy the, the only has works on it. Both of them are geniuses, both of them are, are yeah. absolute geniuses. So, anyway, yeah. I encourage you all to pick Good up one. a copy of this book, More McMullins, the Lincoln Center Theater Posters 1998 to 2012. And you, my friend, recommend Has anybody seen my tambourine? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm so sorry. I was Tim Curry again singing. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, mine is the Paul Lind Halloween special. 
which you can see currently on Netflix right now. Yes, and uh, and also next week. Uh, Creepy, eerie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rob. Sorry. Sorry. Halloween. Also next week, make sure to tune in when our favorite things will be buttons on balloons, the Harold Arlen <laughs> musical that Mr. Arlen wrote while on the toilet in 1947. Buttons on balloons. Uh, we've got a wonderful couple of cut songs from that, uh, including Helium. I hardly know them. Um, local 802 so. has prevented us from using any sort of instrument <laughs> for this recording. Um, so for the cut songs from Furniture and Flowers, which was a Norman <laughs> Wisdom musical that was transferring in from the West End, it was going to be produced by David Merrick. Um, the, the score is actually comprised of just me hitting a Dixie cup um, <laughs> for five minutes um, <laughs> Uh, the song is actually seven minutes in length, but at that point, my mm. landlord came and told me to stop making so much noise. Right, they were going to do Carnival in Flanders, but and, they, uh, they, they, someone else got the job instead. So. And then we realized that the carnival was happening, and character actor Ed Flanders, <laughs> best known for his performances in Saint Elsewhere, and. Uh, we realized that was probably not going to be the best idea for everybody. Right. Um, so we thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Cuts with a Z. So <laughs> we sound a little bit more contemporary and edgy. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, my God. All right. All right. We got nothing. I got to go get, we got my Halloween costume on. I'm going to go to bed. Oh, good for you. How's your kid? <laughs> oh, he's great. Good. good. Is he, wait, what is he dressing up as? It's his first Halloween. I can't believe I didn't ask that. Uh, so uh, Sutton is the bearded lady, and Crawford is the strongman because oh Crawford is God. the fattest baby ever. This and is so too give, cute. Give him like a little a little a weight that he that has says twenty pounds on it, and it, he looks like the strongman. It's actually the cutest thing ever. Oh no, my gosh! Picture, I want to see pics. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna be the strongman. So All right. happy Halloween. Wait, 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 what, what are you going as? What did you say? I couldn't hear you. I don't know. I think I might be the the barker, the carnival barker, or something simple. Ooh, I honestly how Billy have not Bigelow. spent much time. How very no, it's really more like how uh, Moulin Rouge of me. <laughs> it's really I'll go it out and steal. Danny it. Burstein of me is Danny Burstein of me, but so we'll see. Oh, how Danny Burstein of you! I love it. Yeah. Good. He's actually on a uh, flops and cuts with a Z. Part three. Cassette tape, volume mm-hmm. three, where we do cut songs from. You're not Molly. A show that played at the Virginia Theater uh, for two nights until the police came and said, you have to leave. In fact, it was just squatters in the Virginia Theater at that time in 1987. And thank you to Michael Levine for the sheet music. <laughs> thank you to Michael Levine for the sheet music. We've lost all of our friends today. No one's going to listen exactly. anymore at this point. Happy right. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Till next time. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things These are a few of my favorite things Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 